and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode of Raise the Apple, and it is not a happy podcast today. We don't have baseball for the foreseeable future. If you haven't seen by now, the CBA agreement was not met between the league and the players' union, which has resulted in a delay of opening day the first two series of the season have been canceled by Commissioner Rob Manfred, which totals 91 games that have been canceled, and they will not be rescheduled. In the games that are not played, players will not be paid. This is where we're at right now in the baseball world. This was a Yesterday was a very dark day. It may sound a little dramatic, but it was a very dark day for baseball. No agreement was made. And now they're not allowed to resume talks until at least Thursday. Uh, hopefully they can continue those talks so that way we can we can get the ball rolling. We can get a season going. Because when you from it's not just the players and the owners and the fans that are affected. You also have stadium workers too, which people tend to overlook. Is what are those people going to do for work that work at major league stadiums? The ushers, security guards, uh, the the people that work at concessions in the merch store, all those other people, what are they going to do? So there's there's a lot, this affects a lot of people. And when you look at the how the negotiations went, December 1st, Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred specifically, locks out the players. Goes on for, in February, about two and a half-ish months. Then they meet down in Florida when pitchers and catchers are supposed to report, and they finally decide to start talking. They did not. They were very far apart for much of the way, and then today is Wednesday. On Monday, they got very, very close to getting a deal done. They were out, up working until 2.30 in the morning. It seemed awesome. It seemed very optimistic. Everyone thought that baseball was going to get a deal done and that we were going to have opening day as scheduled. And then Manfred said, yeah, we set the deadline to Monday, but because of how much progress was made, we're going to extend it to Tuesday at 5 p.m. But that is it. So they get talking right at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. They keep talking, talking, talking. They inch a little closer. And then allegedly MLB makes a deal. And they, um, the media claims that the MLB said this is our best and final offer. The Rob Manfred, when he addressed the media, said that was not said. But it was their final deal. <clears throat> Players Union rejects, unanimously, reject, unanimously rejects it. We don't have baseball at least for now. But contrary, like I mentioned last time, contrary, uh, we do have minor league baseball that will still play, and college baseball season is underway. The thing with minor league baseball, though, is this is, I actually discovered this this morning. If you were a minor leaguer and you were on the 40-man roster for your respective team, you are not playing minor league baseball. So that affects a lot of top prospects. In the Mets organization, two key names I look at are Vientos and Mercusio. Uh, other teams have other big-name guys that may not be able to play in the minor leagues because if you are on the 40-man roster, you are not eligible to play during the minor league season, which sucks. Uh, this whole situation sucks. So if we backtrack a little bit, what is the CBA? or a, CBA, a collective bargaining agreement. Basically, it is a deal between 
the players in the league. It is essentially like this is how we're going to run things. It's the players union has been regarded as not getting the not getting a fair shake of the deal. The last couple CBA agreements they typically happen about every 4 or 5ish years. And typically the owners and teams benefit a lot and players do not benefit at all. Now, I'm looking on SB Nation right now just so I could kind of give you guys a idea of it. The big thing that owners want, they were talking about uh, TV revenue in the postseason with an expanded postseason, which they propose a 14-team postseason, which I think is stupid, flat-out stupid and ridiculous. You cannot have pl- a playoffs, a playoff format where half the league makes the playoffs. You're going to have teams in the playoffs that don't even have a winning record. And in my opinion, in any sport, not just baseball, if you do not have a winning record, you should not even be a thought for the playoffs. We saw the Astros. I know the Astros went to the ALCS in 2020, but the Astros had a losing record and made the playoffs. That should not be happening. So the le- the owners want expanded playoffs so they can get more TV revenue during the season. The owners offered a reduction to 154-game season, a universal DH, which we got, which are things that players have asked for, and a lot of it has to come down to money. The owners want to keep everything the same. However, the players in this generation, they want a fair piece of the pie. They want their fair share as well. Now, I know people are going to say, like, Oh, Max Scherzer and the Bowers and the Trouts and the Tatises of the world making so much money. There's not many guys that are making that much money. Now, yes, hundreds of thousands of dollars is a lot of money. But not a lot of players are making league minimum. So a lot of the what the players wanted is a slight increase in the minimum salary for players. They wanted service manipulation time to be fixed which we saw with Jared Kelnick, which we talked about a little bit a, a while ago when that whole Mariners uh, fiasco happened. Players want free agency to be available to anyone who has reached 29 and a half years old if they've accrued five years of service time or any player who's accrued six years of service time, whichever comes first. And the big thing with, that, with all of this, again, is money. But the union also wanted to see tanking addressed. They did. It's not. It, I think it's ridiculous that you have the Baltimore Orioles, whose entire roster is forty-two million dollars at the time that this article. I'm reading this right off of SB Nation. This article was written in December, beginning of Dece- just after the lockout started, and at that time the Orioles' uh, payroll was forty-two million dollars. Max Scherzer's contract is going to make more than that. That is ridiculous, in my opinion. And the playoff expansion is stupid. The service manipulation time is ridiculous. It's unfair to players, in my opinion. The players, it's a lot of people say that the players are asking for a lot. They're really not asking for as much as they think. And what they want is a fair shake of it. The owners are making so much money. Manfred went up there yesterday and said that the league has lost so much money over the last five years. There are multiple reasons that may have caused that. Now, obviously, no figures were shown or anything like that. You can, yes, the league did lose a lot of money because of COVID. There was that's not their fault. That that's just what the world was. That's the what the world was given 
at that time as I just knocked my camera around. That is the deal the world was given at this time. That's just what we had to deal with. But if you look back at the previous five years, what has gone on in the previous five years? Social media is the king right now. Social media is king. People's attention span isn't what it used to be. People aren't sitting there watching the entire game the full time, or they're not even going because they can watch it on their TV or on their phone, or they're playing on their phone while uh, during games or whatever the case may be. Or they're not buying merch because it's $70 for a hoodie when I can go online and wait a week and get and find a very similar, if not the same hoodie for almost half the price concessions. I could go to McDonald's and get a cheeseburger before the game for a dollar, right? The cheeseburgers at McDonald's or what on the dollar menu, or I can go to city field and get a cheeseburger. That's going to cost me 10 to $15. Now, obviously, you know, there's equality and all that kind of stuff, but you get what I'm saying. Leagues losing money, but these guys are still billionaires. Now the same could be said on the player side. A lot of them are still millionaires, or 100,000 heirs. That's not a proper term at all. But money is what is driving these negotiations. Money is the reason that this deal is not getting done. Owners want to keep everything the same so they can maximize their profits. The players are saying, no, 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 we want a fair shake of what you guys are getting because the way you are getting it is not fair. They want it to be fair. And that is more than... Okay, that's a reasonable request. Now, in terms of sides, it's really hard to take, you know, like I mentioned before, millionaires versus billionaires. It's not entirely the case. It is a little bit of what this is, but that's not entirely the case. I am on, I don't like, I not necessarily, I don't want to like, I don't like taking sides because it takes two sides. Manfred was right in this. It does take two sides to get a deal done. And he was very true on that. It takes an equal amount of effort on the players and an equal amount of effort on the owners to get a deal done. However, I'm tending to lean more towards the players because MLB is the one that inflicted this lockout. They're the ones that said, we're going to have a lockout. The players never were threatening to go on strike or march with uh, march in lines with uh, signs and all that kind of stuff. They weren't doing that. They were told they couldn't work. They weren't threatening to stop working. They knew that it was coming, though, too. The league implemented this. The league has canceled games. The league is mo- mo- losing money of the first two series of the season. Opening day, those every stadium, regardless if your team is a World Series contender or you're going to lose 100 games, opening day, your stadium is pretty full. So watching all of this unfold, and then you watch Manfred up there. There's pictures of him smiling for whatever. He's canceling baseball games and up there smiling. We watched all of Manfred's press conference until he stepped down. And then about an hour and a half-ish later, the players' union goes up and speaks. Tony Clark uh, and then Andrew Mill, uh, another representative. Tony Clark, who's the head of the MLBPA. Then there's another PA rep. And then Max Scherzer and Andrew Miller were player representatives that were up there when the players addressed the media. And Tony Clark's up there talking, giving his spiel, who, by the way, sounded very, very pissed off at the way everything has gone on, just in the tone of his voice. And it cuts off halfway through MLB Network and ESPN. I was watching on ESPN, but MLB Network and ESPN switch back to, or at least in ESPN's case, they turned off the players' spiel when they were addressing the media. We never heard Andrew Miller or Max Scherzer, the players themselves, speak. 
We only heard Tony Clark. Tony Clark talks. ESPN cuts back to their anchor, and their anchor starts talking to Jeff Passan, who's, if you don't know, is the top ESPN writer for Major League Baseball, and then they start talking about it. So they're not even letting the players express their concern. They're trying, excuse me, to make the players seem like they're the bad guys. But in actuality, they're, yes, they're both to blame, but I'm tending to lean towards the owners are far, far more to blame for this because they are the ones that impose this. They are the ones that are trying to keep as much money as possible. The players are just trying to get a fair piece of it. It's a disaster for Major League Baseball. And Steve Cohen, the Mets owner, goes up says the league wasn't ready for the Mets to spend money. And that is a very fair point because you have teams like the Mets. Uh, who else is uh, down there? That's on there. You got the Mets that are coming up and coming. You have the Padres that are quickly on their rise. You have the NL Central, which is basically up for grabs at this point. You have the AL East, which is by far probably the best division in baseball, where you have four legitimate World Series contenders in that division. The White Sox are young and dangerous. You have all these teams that in the past couple years weren't very competitive. Now they're spending money to be competitive, and... That's going to change things. You know, it's not the Yankees, and it's not going to be the Yankees and Dodgers dominating every single year anymore. There's going to be some new teams in the playoffs. And watch, it's just, watching all of this happen, watching it all unfold, this is ridiculous. I hope it gets fixed. I hope a deal gets made. I hope the players get a fair shake. I hope the league fixes their, whatever their, deal is. Of course, when you go up there in a negotiation, you're going to have the players saying, oh, it's the owners. You're going to have the owners saying, oh, it's the players that aren't cooperating. It's no matter which way you look at it, no matter which side you're on, it is a giant disaster. And the last thing I'll say on it is then you're also going to have everyone blaming Rod Manfred and saying Manfred's a clown. He had protests outside of MLB headquarters where they were chanting man fraud. Yes, I do not, I'm not the biggest fan of Rob Manfred, especially after the piece of metal comment and the way he handled the Houston Astros. However, Manfred right now is simply the scapegoat. The owners have no problem throwing Manfred up there, feeding him to the wolves, let the fans go after and destroy Rob Manfred, call for him to be fired, call for this, call for that. But the owners are the ones that have the votes to agree on a new CBA. The owners, Rob Manfred has no vote. He can in be he can't he can but can't influence how the CBA goes. The owners are the driving force on their side. The players are the driving force on their side. Rob Manfred is really kind of a mediator, but he's looped together with the owners, if that makes sense. So watching all of it unfold, he's pretty much a scapegoat for the owners, and all of this is the only way you could say it is just a sloppy mess. Really, that's that's the only way you can put it. But that's pretty much all we have to talk about with the lockout. You know, you have the lockout. Hopefully, they resume talks right away on Thursday because there are a lot of people that are affected by this. You have the players and coaches, or players and owners, but you also have to consider the stadium workers, all those people. A lot of them, that's their only source of income. They're not going to have a job. So how are you going to fix that? And on the But on the bright side... 
minor league baseball will, from a baseball standpoint, minor league baseball will have will be f- good to go as normal. College baseball is underway, so we'll have something. But this this needs to get fixed asap. Because if this doesn't, it's this could really make or break baseball, depending on how this this gets panned out. So hopefully we have a season. That's really much all I can say on it. I think there really isn't much else to say on it. But, you know, heavy sigh. Dark day, very sad day for Major League Baseball. But hopefully they can get their acts together and get this done because this game is about the fans. That's who they say who this is about, but no no one's really showing it. So hopefully they can get, hopefully we get a, a deal ASAP. But that is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Raise the Apple. A little bit of ranting with the CBA not going according to plan at all. Uh, make sure you guys are following on YouTube, Twitter at Raise the Apple, RT underscore pod. Make sure you follow on TikTok. We'll be posting a lot of content on there at Raise the Apple. And subscribe wherever you are listening to. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you guys next time. Let's go Mets. Stop till we're legends